What a great call you made joining us in the trenches with Dave Lapham brought to you by First Star Logistics today because we have a football mind extraordinaire. Offensive coordinator Brian Callahan visits us in our studios here provided by First Star Logistics, which are outstanding, better than we could ever hope. Brian Callahan was outstanding. He was better than we could ever hope as well. He talked about uh, the victory against the Seattle Seahawks. He talked about what they're doing in terms of self-scouting, things they need to improve on. Um, talked about his his uh, little time he's going to spend down in Florida during the bye week recharging batteries. He talked about the San Francisco 49ers, both defensively and offensively from his perspective. So there was a, there's a lot of meat on the bone in this particular uh, episode of In the Trenches with Dave Lappin brought to you by First Star Logistics. Just like there's a lot of meat on the bone for the Cincinnati Bengals football team after the bye with 11 games to go. They have not come close to playing a complete football game yet. Offense, defense, special teams, all performing at a high level in the same page. Not even close yet. When it happens, look out. made an incredibly good decision to join us in the trenches with Dave Lappin brought to you by First Star Logistics today because our special guest is very special. Not only a very special coach, a very special human being, and that is offensive coordinator Brian Kelly, who does a phenomenal job for the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, coach, we appreciate your time as always. Thank you. Yeah, happy to be here. It's always good to jump on the show in the trenches there, Lapp. <laughs> so, but talk about uh, in the trenches. How how has the offensive line performed for you at this point in the season? I've been happy with how they performed. You know, I think we've um, we've done a pretty good job in protection. We've had some we've had some tough blitz looks um, where we we might have given up some a sack or two on some third downs. But uh, at the end of the day, I think those guys have have really done a, a nice job making sure the pocket's clean. And uh, we've done a good job in the run game. I think there's still we got a lot of meat left on that bone. Um, in the run game as well, we can do get more out of it. I think as as we move down to the second part of the season after the bye, but I've been really happy with with what they've done. They're they're smart and tough and dependable, and they've they've done a really nice job that entire group. And um, you know, I think it's probably fair to recognize that that Jonah, after switching sides, has has really put together a, a nice season so far. That's been really good to see. Um, and then obviously the addition of Orlando has really helped um, stabilize that left side of the offensive line. So. Certainly always room for improvement, but but so far through six games, been really pretty pleased with how those guys have played. So let's talk about the the last victory against the the uh, the Seattle Seahawks. That's a pretty good defensive football team. They're active up front, a lot of movement um, by the defensive line in the front seven, and they're, they're pretty pretty solid on the, on the back end. But you go first two possessions, you go down the field twice and put the ball in the end zone. What ended up being story of the game was two for two in the red zone touchdowns. For Cincinnati, one for five in the red zone for Seattle, and uh, they kicked a field goal. So, I mean, 14-10, it was a four-point win. 14-10 in the red zone was the difference in the football game. Yeah, and it usually always is. If you if you go down to the – if you have trips in the red zone and you come away with, with three points, you know, your simple math would say you're, you're losing four there. So um, the, more, the more you can execute in the red zone and score touchdowns and not kick field goals – um, it's always going to increase your chances to win. And I think you you saw, obviously, in, this, in the game that 
a two for two, even though we were only down there twice, but to go two for two early and, and put 14 points on the board um, and you match that up with their one for five. And I think you're going to see that you're going to win the game most of the time uh, when, when you when you have those types of red zone disparity between two teams. And uh, we executed great down there. Uh, they obviously had their issues, but um, that was the difference in the game really is that, that we had two chances to score and we scored on both of them. After those two touchdown drives, it's a little bit of a struggle offensively. Was it lack of execution on the offense's end? Was it more uh, they increased their level of execution defensively? Did they add any wrinkles? Did they just tighten things up in terms of coverage? What What do you think the big difference was? You know, uh, I, I don't want to be uh, dismissive of Seattle's defense. They did a good job. They played well in the second half. Um, but I, I do think it, a lot of our issues were, were of our own doing. Um, just not as sharp as we were in the first half. Um, too many things that, that went a little bit sideways um, on some third downs. You know, we missed a couple throws that we don't normally miss. Uh, and then all of a sudden you look up and, and we've only got three points in the second half. And then that was because we got a plus territory turnover. So, um, you know, a lot of things to improve on, really. I, I'm, I was... I was happy with the early part of the game. I was not happy with the later part of the game. And I think that, that all our guys saw all the things that we can do better uh, in that spot and, you know, don't let those things happen again. But, uh, yeah, I think we, we we can play way better, way, way better than we did in the second half of that game. I think that's the, uh, that's the thing overall with respect to this football team. Has not played its best football um, all three phases in the same game. Offense, defense, special teams have been – Moments where any and all three phases have have excelled, but not not together. And, and man, there's so much meat in the bone, as you say, uh, left in that regard. But when that starts to happen, when you know at least two of the three units are on the same page and playing at a high level, this team's going to be like, whoa! It's it's going to be fun to watch this uh, watch this happen. And I I guess you know with the 11 games left after the bye, I think it is going to happen. I do too. I've got a ton of confidence in in our group and. We got a lot of guys that have done it before. You know, this that's the that's the difference. We're not looking for something that we haven't seen before. This is this yeah. is a group of guys that have played really good football at a really high level um, against really good teams. And so that part of it to me helps the feeling of yeah, we're, we'll we'll pull out of this. We'll we'll find the right mix of things to to put our guys in great position to go play well. And um, because we've seen it before, those guys have done it before, and, and it's not like we're looking for something we we've never seen before to reach a level we've never really reached before we've reached it and um our guys have played at a really high level and i think we'll we'll get back to that i'm i'm certain of it and i have a ton of confidence that um we'll be ready to roll in this these last 11 games and, and make a great push i think it was a couple of years ago when the team made it to the super bowl uh during the bye week frank decided you know what i was inside outside zones not really working with this group i'm gonna go gap I'm going to pin and pull. I'm going to run counter. He changed the running game. Mm -hmm. um, is is that kind of thing on the table? Or that that was pretty drastic during the bye week. As you're self scouting, is anything and everything on the table, or how do you approach that during that self evaluation during that bye? Um, I think you take every bit of it uh, with a the grain of salt, and that grain of salt is that you know Joe was was not very healthy. Um, you know, even if you just call it the first four games. So it, it was a difficult challenge yep. uh, to work around that. Um, and he's gotten better and better. And um, I, I don't think you have to throw anything out. I don't think we have to scrap a bunch of things. I think there's uh, 
a lot of stuff that we've done that's been positive. We just need more of it. We need more positive stuff. Um, but I've, I don't think there's some massive overhaul in our run game coming. I think we've run the ball okay. I, I think we can get more out of it, but I think we've run it okay. I think schematically we've done a, a good job with that stuff. And mm-hmm. um, but there's always room for some wrinkles and some tweaks, of course, and that's what we do during the bye week. But, um, yeah, I feel good about it. Now, we, we'll, we'll always take a very hard critical look at everything we've done and find out where we can be better. Uh, is something not working as well as maybe we thought it would work? Um, is there some things that – we haven't done a lot of that might help us more. And so we, we start, we go down all those roads and, and make sure we do our due diligence. And if we find some things that, that fit, we'll, we'll add them and tweak them and do them. Um, and then there's also the other part is that you want to get, keep getting better at what you are good at. Um, I think that that's a, that goes a long way too. So I don't see any massive overhaul of, of schematics. I just see finding, finding the ways to keep putting guys in good positions so we can go, uh, ultimately score more points, which we've not come anywhere close to scoring enough um, so far this year. So I think that part uh, is going to be point of emphasis. We've got to find ways to score uh, more than more than 16 points a game. Like you mentioned, uh, the obvious scenario, Joe, ha- having some physical limitations because of that calf for the first four weeks, first month of the of this season. And I mean, I feel badly for, you know, Joe. Joe worked his tail off. He came to camp. He looked unbelievable. And the first two days of practice, I'm like, dude, this guy is going to rip it up this year. And then the football gods say, eh, not so fast. <laughs> you know, and and it put a, I mean, all the work you guys did and the new things you were going to unveil and, you know, different wrinkles and all that sort of thing, all of that gets put on hold because your quarterback is limited from a mobility standpoint you have to like ah, can't do this can't do that oh, we were hoping to do this eh, hoping to do that but now is it like almost like a, a second uh opportunity during the bye week to say "Ooh, our quarterback's getting back you know maybe we can reintroduce some of the things we we're going to work on and real hard in training camp and and get going in the early stages of the season it's almost like you had the mini season and you still end up three and three uh and now you're still in position to to make a run was some of the stuff you had hoped you could do earlier. Yeah, I think that's the that's the the, the beauty of, of our team at this point is uh, we we fight and scratch and claw for every every possible inch we can take, and our guys play incredibly hard. Uh, they do a great job with uh, the physicality of, of the football game. Um, so to get to where we are at three and three at the bye week is is a it's great because it does. It feels like a bit of a, a reset. I mean, we're we're even, and we have 11 games in front of us to to make a run to try to get to one, win our division, uh, and two, get in the playoffs. Everything's out in front, and so uh, there should be a, t- a ton of confidence in our in our group that that we're able to get that done. And uh, it does feel good to just be where we are now after dealing with all the things we've dealt with over the early part of the season, and and hopefully come out of a lot of it and, and play really well down the stretch. Now, you, you said uh, during the course of when Joe uh, couldn't be as mobile, you're like, boy, every time I watch a game, I see NFL quarterbacks, I, and they're all running. You know, I could see them all, all moving around. You take it for granted until your guy can't. You know, it's, I understand exactly what you were feeling there. So I've, I've kind of felt felt the same, uh, the same mentality. Um, but, you know, you, you look at it, third down issues potentially, red zone issues potentially with a with – a, a, quarterback that is stationary those magnify i mean in this league you do third down is a lot of extension creation red zone success is a lot of extension creation isn't it well you've seen the last two weeks 
I mean, the, our touchdowns in the red zone have all come on, on some version. You know, three of them have come on playing off schedule. I mean, he's throwing the ball with, with over three seconds after the ball's been snapped, and uh, that's how you win in the red zone. Sometimes you need that. The coverage is tight. Everything happens fast. There's not a lot of field to defend. You can be really aggressive, and um, the ones that win are the ones that can, can create, and, and that Joe's as good as anybody doing that when it's time. Um, to do it now he threw a great on-time ball to tb for a touchdown that was you know you can toggle between those two things of, of being great on time and throwing with anticipation versus knowing when you have to to hold the ball and extend it then uh, chances are you're going to be pretty good in the red zone and uh, i think he's been really pretty fantastic over the last two weeks down there and that's a large reason why we've won you know the last two games sure i mean you you look at it uh jamar is tied for league lead with 50 catches in six games and seventh in yards and he had that game you know 15 catches 192 yards three touchdowns just unbelievable and the, the guy is the guy's as good as there is there's no doubt about that but then you've had other guys that have, that have stepped up I mean T gets nicked up with the with the rib Trenton Irwin you know a career best eight catches for 60 yards Yossi Vosh gets his first touchdown reception you know Tyler Boyd's Tyler Boyd you have players that understand their role and when their role needs to expand they understand what they have to do to expand that role as well don't they that's an that's an important part of, of an nfl season as you rely you rely on your depth um at, at a lot of positions over the course of, of 17 games and those guys have to be ready to play and, and to their credit whenever they've been asked to step up and do something they've they've stepped up and, and made plays and that's great that's what you that's what you build a roster for that's why you have uh, the players you have uh, waiting in the wings for their opportunities and so uh, it's good to see. It's good to see when guys make make up make the most of opportunities, and we're going to continue to need guys to step up. I mean, you know, even Cody Ford goes in there at, at, for a whole almost quarter and a half in, in the Seattle game, and that part was was good to see. I mean, he's we're going to need all the guys here probably at some point to to play in some way, shape, or form, and um, it's always good to see guys step up and, and make plays when when their number's called. Yeah, and and uh, you know, Tanner Hudson's another one at the tight end position when Irv Smith. You know, Junior had his his issues uh, with the hamstring, I believe. Yep. You know, he, he gave you some good snaps, didn't he? Good good routes and catch the football. Yeah, and he's he he did that all preseason. Um, yeah. Did it all training camp. So we, we had a lot of confidence that uh, he was the type of player that we want on our practice squad. And if we had a moment where we we needed him, um, we felt great about his ability to come fill in for whatever role was needed in the tight end room if somebody got dinged up. So um, it's great to have him. It's great to have Andre. Uh, we haven't got to see much of Charlie because he, he he returned a punt for a touchdown and then he had to go on the shelf for a few weeks. But right. a lot of confidence in him, too. So uh, we're going to need to see more from all of our, our, our young players. I mean, I'd like to see uh, Chase Brown make get some opportunities and make some more of it. I'd like to see Travion Williams do some more. Chris Evans, I think those guys have all earned the right to um, to try to help our offense. And I think as we go down the season, those guys will all get chances to continue to show their value, too. So I get fans, you know, after every game, banging about oh the tight end what the i mean the Bengals, the tight they their tight end position i mean they're, they're not getting anything out of the tight end position give me your assessment i mean i I'll, I'll i'll always give them my response i'd like to hear your response about <coughs> what you feel about the tight ends and uh how they're used and how how they're contributing you know i think we've had <clears throat> we've had plenty of things that have been um for herb as the primary um, for example, one of the play actions we had this past week, he, he would have probably scored a, a 50 yard touchdown. And, and maybe you don't hear the same um, complaints after one of those. So 
uh, but we just we had some pressure uh, and we got we got blitzed and we gave up a little bit of pressure and so Joe threw the ball to Jamar and uh, on a check down but Irv was coming open and, and it would have been a big explosive play and and that's really what he's missed this year you know he missed that early play um, down the sideline where he didn't quite get his foot in right and and he just hasn't and then he got hurt for two games so um, his production is probably not where he expects it to be nor do where we expect it to be but um, there also hasn't been a ton of opportunity and so you know I think that comes, you know, I think you have to be patient sometimes. He's still only been here for a, an offseason and, and six games. So um, hopefully that continues to grow for him. But um, we need more production from the tight end position at the end of the day, too. You know, the, the, the chances those guys get to catch the ball, they, they got to do um, something with it. And, and we got to find ways to get them the ball underneath as well when, when the time comes. And we've hit a couple of seam throws and all that. But, um, yeah, I think it's it's a fair it's a fair assessment that probably haven't gotten everything that we needed to get from that position. Um, and the other side of it is there probably hasn't been as many opportunities for them to get the ball that there's been uh, in previous years. So it's a combination of both things, but uh, both things have to improve for us to, to balance our offense out a little bit. And with the bye week and, and the extra time, I mean, Irv Smith Jr. just working his way back into form. It's almost like, you know, uh, a, a mini training camp as such for him uh, mm -hmm. or getting ready for the, the stretch run of the season. I, I I, I would not be surprised if uh, if he steps up big in some games for you, coach. I mean, I think he's he can run routes. And he he catches the football well. I I, I think I think he's going to make some plays. Yeah, I, I'm like I said, I'm confident in our, in our whole group to to do that, and uh, it's going to be big for her to to have to make the plays when they come to him. Yep. And and you know we're not gonna we're not gonna panic about it. We're not gonna uh, lose our minds, and we'll just keep trying to find ways to get him the ball. So let's talk about the calf. <laughs> um, Joe, Joe, the last couple of weeks has played at, at a very, very good level. There's no question about that. You know, second half of, of the Seattle game, obviously, I, I know he probably feels like I, I can perform much better than, than that unfolded. But in, in the first two drives, he was slicing and dicing, man. He was slicing them up. Um, and it's it, he's never said I'm 100% and I can understand why it's because he's not <laughs> he's not going to say he is but he's getting closer and closer and every day that he even when he's practicing he's healing you know if he doesn't have any kind of a setback so with the bye week and everything do you feel pretty confident that Joe is going to be as close to 100% as he's going to be for the season for the stretch I mean it's hard for me to say I, I, it, yeah. you know, it's it, I, I'm hopeful that that's the case it sure feels like um, he's progressed every week that's gone by and, and one week of rest um, plus another week of practice probably puts us in a pretty good spot I would imagine yep. um, but it's you know I think those those things can be tricky but you know he's made it through a couple of games now and then he's run and moved and, and he looks as close to normal as, as he's looked in a while so um, that's super positive to see and again there's no uh, you know calves are a mystery to me now I don't know uh, I know a lot more about him, and then I really don't know anything about him at this point because you just—it's all up to, to how the, how he feels in, in the moment and, and how he's felt moving around. And so far, everything would say that that we're headed in the right direction. When you're um, in a game and your defense is performing in the red zone like Lou Anarumo's defense performed, I know you're got you're busy. You're trying to think of the next series, the next what are the best plays? How do I put together complementary plays to get? to get us going offensively, but you can't help it like, wow, geez, look at, I mean, I mean, well, what's it like when they're playing at that level and uh, during the course of the football game for the coaches on the other side of the ball? 
Uh, it just gives you a lot of confidence that we got a chance to win the game, you know, yep. and, and yep. when we're not playing good enough, you feel it a little bit more because we felt I, I could feel it during the game. If we keep putting them in these, in these spots that they got to climb out of for us. And, and it's not a great feeling on our side to know that we keep doing that to them, but, but what an incredible effort for them to just go answer every time that they needed to. And, um, you know, would have liked to ice the game and not give them that last drive down there to go put our defense back out there. But, um, God, it's, it was an impressive effort to see him step up and, and give everything they had left to, to go stop him one more time in the red zone. And uh, they do a great job. They're a pain in the ass to play against a training camp in the red zone. Um, and it sure seems like they're a pain in the ass to play against the red zone if you're another team. So uh, really unbelievable effort by by those guys, just pure pure will and want to to close the game out. Um, awesome. And then obviously schematically with, with the defensive staff and Lou and those guys, um, they dialed it up pretty good for him, and it was really, really fun to be a part of. Uh, even though I felt really poorly about how we put him in those spots, but but boy, they answered the bell as as good as anybody has all year. Yeah, there, it was it, it was amazing. I, I don't think I've ever seen uh, a better uh, performance in the red zone defense. So that that was that was extraordinary, uh, no question about it. You don't like you said you don't have to go back very far to find a very similar situation, and. Last year, four yeah. and four, four and four after eight games, and then yep. boom, go run eight in a row, and then two more in the playoffs. I mean, it 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 can happen, and it just happened last year. And there's a bunch of guys that were part of it. So, I mean, I, I would I would think that everybody's like, you know what, we had to we had to fight through a lot of things, but hey, all right, we're 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 good. We, we're hanging in there, and the division obviously is 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 competitive as hell. A three and three record is the worst in the division. So, but it's only one game out of first place. That's how bunched up everything is. I mean, uh, it's it's going to be an extraordinary eleven game stretch, isn't it? That's, that's what you play for, you know, is to, to have a shot and be be in the mix as as the season goes along. And um, we're in it, and we have to we have to play better than we played uh, to continue to win to win games. That uh, we got some big ones coming up against some really good teams, but. Uh, I think Zach always says it, and I, I believe it too. Is that a lot of these early adversities um, serve you well as, as you as you get later into the season? There's a lot of experiences you can draw on, and um, you're able to to climb out of some holes. Uh, it shows the resiliency of your team and and the determination, um, the collective will of the team to to be able to get to where we are now, given the struggles that we've had. And um, now we got to put it all together, and, and hopefully not have to draw on those things in the same manner, but you just know that our team's got a lot of confidence that whenever we go out there, we got a chance to win the game just because of how hard they play and, and all the things that they play, they play well together. So that part, we just got to keep, keep rolling and keep improving and, and be in it at the end of the year. So the players have been off since Tuesday, but the coaches have been in there doing the self-evaluation and taking mm -hmm. a look at the 49ers. So let's talk about um, maybe – Two or three things that you found need the most work when you did the self-evaluation. What, what what is it offensively in your mind that uh, that you need to target and focus on improvement? Uh, I need to do a better job on on third down. It's really been our Achilles heel early in the year, and, right. and that sort of takes care of a lot of other problems. You know, when you're when you're converting third downs, your drives are extended. You get more plays. Um, you can run the ball more. You can play action more. Every series doesn't feel so so do or die when you're. Um, you know, you're getting more plays out of the series. So 
that's a big part. And, and we've, we've taken a good hard look at that and where we can put guys in better spots to have success and uh, where our issues have been. But um, I would say that's a big, that's a big part of a lot of the, the things is just trying to find a way to convert more third downs at a better rate. Um, you know, I think we can be still better in the run game. I think we, there's more meat, like I said earlier, more meat on the bone there for us to, uh, to get more out of it. And, you know, then I think we need to, you know, find different ways to get more guys involved and, um, not just not just Jamar uh, at the receiver position. So uh, a lot of things we can do better um, schematically for sure. Um, but that's what we get a chance to do over the next couple of days. And, uh, you know, it's not like you make <coughs> sweeping changes uh, in, in two or three days time, but you, you have a much better view of, of where your struggles are and where you need to be better. So when you finish up with, with, with that today, you guys are, uh, are in there kind of like a, a nine to five kind of thing, which is um, great <clears throat> because the hours coaches work. I just, I just can't believe it during the regular season. I mean, it's, it's limitless. The hours that you guys put in, everybody's like, Oh man, I worked a 70 hour week. I said, yeah, NFL coaches work about hundred hour weeks. I mean, it, it is absolutely crazy. So now you uh, get a little time. Yep. You're going to, what are you going to do during the bye week coach to kind of uh, rest and regenerate and rejuvenate yourself? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna head down to Florida with my wife for just a couple of days. It's just nice. it's always good to change the change the routine and change the scenery and take a deep breath and and just spend a little bit of quality time there. And then you know won't be very long. It'll be short and sweet, but uh, a necessary breather um, and getting ready for the next 11 games plus. Hopefully here uh, it's a long run from from end of October to to hopefully into February. So uh, you need to take a break when you get a chance. To take a break and and recharge the batteries and get ready to roll, man. Cause it's, it's not going to stop until, uh, until the end of the season. So it's a good, good comes at a good time for us. I think we need it now, uh, both mentally and physically for our team. And, um, I need it too. So I'm looking forward to it. There you go. And, uh, wives, NFL wives, we've talked about this before you, you, you observed it with your mother, your yeah. dad being in the business for, for so many years and, uh, and your wife doing the same thing. Coaches wives are, it's amazing. It's amazing what uh, what what they do and how they do it. Um, yeah, they don't, and, they don't get quite enough credit for uh, yeah. or recognition for, for allowing us to do the job that we do. It's um, it's a, it's a it's an incredible profession. It's a tough business, um, but it's it can't it can't go and we can't do it the way we do it without uh, the support from them and, and their ability to make sure everything keeps running while we're working for all these wild hours and make sure that kids are doing good and everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. It's um, yeah, they, they got a lot on their plates and, and they're, most of them are, they're pretty much saints at this point to be able to deal with all that stuff. So uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're rock stars, man. Coaches' wives are, are a different breed. No doubt. No question. It's a special, special woman that, uh, that can fill that role. There's no question. All right. So up after the bye week it's just the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, I thought, this, this is a juggernaut. I mean, they're second in the league in scoring, first in points allowed, and Cleveland knocks them off. But McCaffrey goes down to injury. Debo with a, you know, a rib issue, a muscle in the rib uh, area problem. Uh, Debo Samuel with a shoulder problem. Trent Williams, who I think is the best offensive lineman in football, has an act right. They, they had issues. They had, And that's, that's the National Football League. And, hey, Cleveland took advantage and knocked them off. I wish we were the first team to knock them off. But we'll be the second team to knock on. Maybe even the third team to knock them off. But they're a good football team. Bottom line, the San Francisco 49ers. I know you've 
looked at them in a little bit in the early stages here. What do you see out of that San Francisco 49er defense, Coach? Um, I see a lot of good players. You know, I think that's the, that's the first part. You know, their defensive line is uh, it's as good as anybody's in football. You know, they got they got talent. They play hard. They're well coached. Uh, I know their defensive line coach I work with in Detroit, Chris Kasurik, and uh, he's fantastic. And they play like a Chris Kasurik defensive line plays. They their hair's on fire. Um, they play fast. They play physical. Um, obviously, Hargrave is 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 a is a force inside. Armstead is as good as an interior player as you can find. Uh, Bosa's the highest paid defensive end in football, and uh, you know Randy Gregory just showed up. He's no slouch. Uh, and Cleveland Farrell was a first round pick. So um, they're really talented. They're really talented. And I think Fred Warner is probably the best linebacker in football right now. I mean, he's an elite player, uh, speed, instincts, communication. Um, you can tell that they, he, he makes the show run. Um, obviously, Greenlaw's maybe just as good as him. And so their their front seven is is what charges their their whole their whole team, I think. And yeah. They're fantastic. It's as it's as good a group as you're going to find. Um, you know the safeties have, have played well for them. Um, I don't want to butcher 29's name. I'm, I'm not good at pronouncing, but he he flies around. He's he's got a little bit of reminiscence of some Troy Polamalu in him. Ah. Um, he's he's a fantastic safety, physical, downhill, fast. So we got a work cut out for us. It's it's as good a defense um, as we'll face. You know, it's probably probably in in the same vein as, as as Cleveland and we can see how Cleveland's defense has shaped up this year they've, they've been fantastic as well so um, gotta find a way to, to, to score some points against a, a, a team that plays really good on defense and then on top of that scores a lot of points on offense and um, they're, they're playing fantastic football and they got got up in Cleveland uh, obviously some injuries maybe affected that some but sure Cleveland played a really good game they played really they, they managed it really well um, but they're they're don't let that fool you it's it's a that's a really, really, really good football team um, that we're about to play in two weeks. I, I'm uh, always impressed by Shanahan's running game. I mean, it's it's very sophisticated. You know, I mean, I, they uh, they have a, a, a different attack uh, on the ground, and that that's the one thing too. It's like they can they can control the clock. You know, with that with that ground game and the weapons they have offensively. So you go into it thinking, geez, we may may only get, you know, seven or eight possessions here. This is not going to be a 12-possession game for us. I mean, you have to approach it that way, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, well, that's part of the complimentary issue, part of football, is, is you have to know what you're facing on the other side and what it's going to look right. like. And, um, you know, you got to be prepared for that style of game. And, yeah, their run game is fantastic. Um, I think a lot of it is, you know, they got one of the best tight ends in football. They have certainly the most versatile fullback in football with, with yep. East Jackies. They can use him a lot of different ways, and um, they give defenses a lot of problems. And then again, they they scheme very well. That's a good. It's a well coached unit. Kyle's always been, um, you know, on the forefront of of particularly the run game and, and how to how to use personnel. And they they do a fantastic job. And uh, doesn't hurt that the guy that they're handing it to might be the best player in football currently this year. I mean, Christian McCaffrey is uh, he's electric. He can do everything. Uh, he can run hard between the tackles. He can get outside. He's got speed. He can run routes. He can catch. He's like a receiver out of the backfield. Um, he's like a receiver when he lines up at a receiver. Uh, he's he's about as good a utility player as, as you're going to find um, that can do really a whole lot of things really well. So, yeah, got a work cut out for us, man. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun and it's a challenge that you hope for. You get a chance to measure yourself coming off the bye against maybe the best team in the NFC and and see where you're at. So, 
Um, I know you played the position of quarterback. You study quarterbacks. Has Brock Purdy's success, I mean, obviously he's in a great situation, all the reasons being what you just described. I mean, how great the personnel is from top to bottom. But he still has to be able to function at a, at a high level as well. Are you at all surprised um, how Brock Purdy has developed so quickly? No, not surprised. I, I, you know, he was – I think if you just ignore where he was drafted and then you just see what he's done as a player in the NFL, Yeah, he's been fantastic. He plays with – you can tell he's got great toughness. Um, he's got great anticipation. He knows how to play on time. And, and, look, he's not a big stature guy, but you watch all the throws he makes. I mean, he makes all the throws. He, he throws – deep to the sidelines. He can throw deep down the middle. He, he does it all. He's, he's turned out to be a, the perfect quarterback for, for that system. And mm. um, I think he's fantastic. I, I, I can't find, there's not one thing I would slight him for. He's, he's got a great cast around him and he knows how to distribute the ball and he gets the ball in those guys' hands and then they do a lot of great things with it, but he can make all the throws. He's, he's a really, really good football player. Um, and that's part of the big reason why they've had the success that they've had this year is, is, is he's been he's been great for him and um i enjoy watching him i think he does a really nice job well i certainly enjoy talking football with you i could do it all day every day there's no question about that and really do appreciate you of course carving time to uh to join us in the trenches sir enjoy it's, always it's always good to be in the trenches lap it's always good <laughs> to be in the trenches uh enjoy florida have the best trip you've ever had down there and we'll do here's to 11 and 0 after the bye, here we go. Yeah, that's the come out, come out, come out firing, and let's, maybe we'll just start with one and zero. We'll go there yeah. first. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll go, we'll go one and zero eleven times. I'll take that all yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> we look forward to another year of in the trenches presented by First Star Logistics. But we wanted to give you some big news this season. You'll find our interviews and keys to Bengals victory on in the trenches in the First Star Media Group YouTube channel, along with our growing team of Joe Goodbury's Bengals on the Brain and Malik Wright's State of the Jungle. Also, the great folks at First Star Logistics have big plans this season with special giveaways each week the Bengals play. So be sure to visit both channels and our social media pages to stay updated on all giveaways and the latest news on the Bengals. So be sure to subscribe to the First Star Media Group YouTube channel as after this season, it'll become the channel that will host all our content. Dave Lapham here, and every day, I am grateful for my experience to have played professional football. As a player, I realize self-motivation, leadership, and appreciating your teammates are key. At First Star Logistics, you can use those same attributes to create the life you want for you and your family. Build your future by working hard like I did. You'll see results both on and off the field. Call First Star Logistics today and be part of our winning team.